Hey, we are here today, lucky for us, with Dr. Michael Wood, who is lecturer in psychology at the University of Winchester. He has a PhD in psychology from the University of Kent. His research includes all kinds of very complicated things, but, however, and this is key, his primary research interest and expertise is in the psychology of conspiracy theories. Why do opinions differ so widely on whether conspiracy theories are a valid way to explain what's going on in the world? What separates those who believe in conspiracy theories from those who don't? Things like that. Dr. Wood, it's such a pleasure to have you Welcome. On Weird Religion. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Good to be here. Yeah, so I can tell from your accent and your biography that you're Canadian. So how, how did a Canadian end up, end up in the UK? Uh, well, to be honest, I, I mostly blame the X-Files. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. yes. T- tell us yeah. more. Tell us more. So... During like the 90s, I, I grew up in the 90s and I, I kind of watched a lot of X-Files and it yes. just yes. scared the living crap out of me, you know, as <laughs> so, a little kid. And then of I, course. But but then I, or, or, you guys too. Oh, oh wonderful you, show. Oh, we're Are children of the 90s. I want to believe. The X-Files forever. was basically like my, was more real than my real life. Yes, for sure. Growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there, it was that and, and kind of the early internet. So like around 2000 or so, I started getting online and looking at like, weird websites of like websites of weird like religious cults and conspiracy theorists and stuff like that and i it just kind of fascinated me how i could look at the same world as as these people but Mm -hmm. come to such different conclusions Mm -hmm. um and i kind of went back and forth on conspiracy theories for a while and eventually i just got interested in in the psychological side of it and so i went to the uk to to study that Mm -hmm. which is weird because you'd think that the u.s would be you know, the place to study that, the, you know, the home of Area 51 and Roswell and, yeah. The, yeah. and Roswell and the Denver airport <gasps> and, and whatever. But for whatever reason, the UK is, is, was the place to go around then. That was the wow. only place that had psychologists looking at this stuff. And so that's where I went to do my PhD. And I just, uh, yeah, I stuck around. Yeah, are, is, is, are we in the US, are we the champions of conspiracy theories worldwide? Or is there a country that stands out like this, this country is, is really the they home base? They produce the best. <laughs> Yeah, well, in terms of coming up with original conspiracy theories, I think the U.S. is is up there. USA, USA. But but you you guys are good exporters, but there are other countries that are really good importers of conspiracy theories. Interesting. That's fascinating. Wow. So, for for example, like one of the big things about conspiracy theories is that um, they tend to be believed by people who are in kind of a worse position relative to others. Like they feel like they're at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So you know if if like, let's say you're a, you're a Democrat and then after the last election, the Republicans won, mm-hmm. your party's out of power. You would tend to latch on to more conspiracy theories. There's there's like ex- experiments and, and, and just general, you know, studies over time showing this in a bunch of different countries. Right. So Interesting. the, the play, parts of the planet that are poorer, that feel like they're, they've been kind of hard done by, those are the areas where you see a lot of conspiracy theories. And if you go to places like Jordan or Egypt – you you see like huge amounts of conspiracy theory. Ah, I knew somebody that lived in Jordan for a while as an academic, and he said the conspiracy stuff was rampant in Jordan. Mm-hmm. So that makes okay. But I, I want to latch on to something that you just said about being in a worse position. Like, um, you know, Donald Trump is president of the United States. He won, as he reminds us very frequently. He's winning. <laughs> he's winning. He's winning. They're winning. They've won, and they're winning. But yet we see, and maybe it's just been popularized by the fake news media, who knows, but it seems like there are, there are a lot of very high, widely publicized conspiracy that, conspiracies that have been cropping up around and in support of the Trump presidency, like QAnon, for example, um, which we've just discussed mm. a little bit earlier on the podcast. You know, like, how, how, how do you explain that? Is that deprivation too, or a kind of perceived situation of loss for that group, even though 
they're winning or how, how does that work? So yeah, probably yeah. Part of it is is a sense of of uh, victimhood, I guess, and mm. and you see that in in some of the rhetoric um, around you know certain aspects of of political culture, but also uh, one of the reasons why people will will tend to believe or reject conspiracy theories is that they take cues from political elites and sort of social elites. Oh. And if you have somebody in a position of extreme power, like say the president, who's really into certain conspiracy theories, or if not coming out and outright endorsing them, then saying, you know, there's something very suspicious here. You know, we don't really know what's going on, but, but there's there, something's up, you know, they're not telling us the whole truth. Then yeah, that becomes a big driver of conspiracy theories among the, the general population. So that's probably why you see a lot of right-wing ones as well. So I've got a question for you related to that. Would you say that people who are attracted to more authoritarian styles then are are more attracted to conspiracies? Yeah. So I, I just published a paper on this recently um, with uh, my co-author, Deborah Gray, uh, it depends on the conspiracy theory okay. is, is the short answer. So ah. if it's a conspiracy theory that blames like a minority group or an outsider group, um, then yeah, authoritarians are going to be more attracted to that. If it's a conspiracy theory that says, you know, the system is corrupt and our, our leaders are lying to us and we can't trust, you know, what, you know, we're supposed to believe and, and the whole system that we live under is, is this, you know, control mechanism. Um, that kind of conspiracy theory doesn't appeal that much more to, to high authoritarians because it's kind of um, it, it not I wouldn't say revolutionary, but it's a little bit more uh, uh, anti-authoritarian than, oh, you know, when, when you have the authority that's kind of scapegoating uh, outsiders and, and relatively powerless groups. Do you do you see that there are any trends in the kinds of conspiracy theories that utilize a lot of religious imagery or religious storytelling? So we, you know, both of us are religion scholars and we're sort of interested in that connection. Do you see any of that? Well, some of it comes down to the audience. So people will pick up on the conspiracy theories that match the stuff that they already believe. Mm -hmm. So. Um, when, when the Da Vinci code was big, oh, yeah. um, which I, you guys probably have a lot of opinions on the Da Vinci code, <laughs> I imagine. Um, I thought it was that, wildly, wildly entertaining. I mean, <laughs> people skewered it for a sort of its, its appropriation of New Testament scholarship, but as a, as a story, I mean, super fun. Brian went to Harvard though. So he, he probably knew what's the main character's name? Uh, Robert Langdon. Was that Robert his name? Langdon. Yeah. They oh were yeah. Best no, friends we were friends. He was my, Harvard. he was my professor actually. <laughs> Professor Langdon Professor was my advisor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, in your, in your symbology elective. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Well-known yeah, yeah. field of yep. study. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was there. So, basically, um, around the time that the Da Vinci Code was coming out, there was this experiment that that a couple of uh, psychologists did on people who, who were sort of more traditionally Christian and people who were a little more kind of New Age crystal healing type. Uh, and and what they found was that the people who were um, sort of more traditionally Christian were really not into the Da Vinci Code stuff huh. because it's kind of saying that, you know, aspects of Christianity have kind of been made up and, and some of it has, right. been, has been covered up and it's kind of a lie and we don't, we're not being told the whole truth. That wasn't palatable to the people for whom that was a big part of their life. But the people who were a little more new agey, it fit with their belief system. And so they were quite likely to pick that up. And then you see kind of the opposite for beliefs that fit a little bit more with Christianity. So it, it, it really is kind of content dependent. You know, there are some uh, conspiracy theories that will appeal to strong Christians that 
do nothing for Jews or Muslims or, you know, whoever else. In, in, in your field of study and your understanding, what's the definition of a conspiracy versus what's not a conspiracy? Like what are the constitutive elements of something that crosses the line between whatever is not conspiracy into that realm of conspiracy? Okay, so do you mean conspiracy or conspiracy theory? Yeah, conspiracy theory. Like what 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 constitutes a conspiracy okay. theory proper? So a conspiracy theory, like for me as a psychologist, I can't really care too much whether these things are true. Right. I mean, as a, as a private citizen, I obviously I care if I'm being poisoned by the lizard people. But, right. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, professionally, I'm interested in what people believe and why people believe it, and right. then. The, the truth judgment can't really enter into that. So I think that a conspiracy theory is is just anything that is a proposed plot by by sort of multiple parties, usually pretty powerful, to do something uh, secretly, like some kind of secret plot that has like a, a sinister end goal. I see. And usually mm. there, there's this element of, of a deception or like a, a cover story. I see. And that's not a perfect definition. You know, I, I People have tried. There's a big debate about this. Nobody can agree on what a conspiracy theory is. Um, <laughs> I see. Is it kind of like so the th Supreme Court ruling like uh, on pornography? You know it when you see it? Yeah, that's kind of it. But, you know, people will disagree about this because nobody likes to have their beliefs called a conspiracy theory. You know? <laughs> right. It's a right. pejorative they, term. Yeah, totally. You're a conspiracy theorist. It's a pejorative term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So so that's part of the reason why it's it's so contentious about it. As a psychologist, I don't know, this is kind of maybe a wacky question. Like, are you... Do you think that people who believe in conspiracies would be better off if they were disabused of the falsehoods in them? Or is it psychologically beneficial to believe things that are fake if it, say, supports a kind of positive co yeah, or a coherent, thriving. meaningful world? Does that question make sense? Yeah, I mean, so th there's evidence that that conspiracy theories are more likely when people have certain psychological needs that are, are being some in some way stymied or unfulfilled. You know, if people feel like they don't have control over what's going on around them, mm -hmm. they'll be more likely to perceive uh, conspiracies in kind of ambiguous social situations. You know, you can there, there have been experiments where they say, you know, uh, they, they give people this kind of induction that puts them in a state of mind where they feel like they do or don't have control over what's happening to them. Mm -hmm. And then they uh, they, they ask them, OK, well, let's say that, you know, you're at work and you got passed over for a promotion and your coworker was, was promoted instead. And you saw the day before the promotion was announced, your coworker and your boss kind of whispering. Oh. So do you think that they were conspiring? And the people who were made <laughs> to feel like they weren't in control of what's going on were more likely to see a conspiracy there. Oh, wow. and, 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 and there was lots of other stuff, too. Like if you show them a, a picture of just, you know, static, like white noise, they're more likely to see objects in that white noise, you know. Like wow. like Jesus on a grilled cheese sandwich or or, or the face on Mars or, or anything like that, right? So mm -hmm. it's this general sort of recognition of of these patterns or or of kind of agency or like a like a hidden hand um, that's that's kind of happening out there. Wow. Now as as to whether it'd be better for people not to do that, um, honestly, I, I'm kind of, I'm pretty skeptical about conspiracy theories. Like I, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist myself, and I th I think that it's not a good way to kind of approach stuff in the world. You know, mm -hmm. obviously you can, it, I'm, I'm not going to say you should never be suspicious of anyone because I think a, a society where nobody's suspicious would be really dysfunctional and, and kind of terrible. Right. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, at the same time, we, we also require a certain level of trust in society. And I think that people are not really that bad or that good at doing bad things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> conspiracies would, would, would make any sense, you know? Yeah. A conspiracy theory, like a grand one, to pull one off, you have to rely on people being good secret keepers, which is almost never the case. So I can see what you mean. <laughs> do you have yeah. a, Dr. Wood, do you have a favorite conspiracy theory personally? Just one that's uh, bizarre, yeah. fun, weird in some way? Well, there's a few out there. I love the hollow earth. Um, that's, that's a good, that's a, a really good one. <laughs> the earth is, that, that one tells itself. The earth is hollow. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the conspiracy. I like it. It's efficient. Well, yeah. You know, there's, there's variations. Sometimes we're, we're actually living inside the hollow earth, man. Oh, we're wow. inside the hollow earth. It's oh, like a dome. Yeah, like but it. it's, it's like an optical illusion. So you can't see it. It's, it's I a whole see. thing. There's, there's a guy who doesn't believe that toucans exist. So wait, how does, and how do we Why even know about thing? him? Like, well, it's not it's not just that one thing. He thinks that a lot of stuff is a hoax. Oh. He's got a YouTube channel. I, I can't remember his name, but if you search for like toucans are a hoax. There are oh people, my gosh, find. I'm hooked. Yeah, there are people who do this with dinosaurs too, right? People who say that dinosaurs never existed. Well, I, I think that that's kind of easier than with toucans because with toucans. <laughs> you can just go <laughs> see one. Yeah. But he thinks that's that true. That's like, true. Fi- that somebody's like scotch taped a, a fake beak to like a, some other type <laughs> oh, of bird. Oh, no. That's, that's my favorite now. That wow. one. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. I, no, his I'm a fan. Are great. He, he just says like, ah, oh, you know, come on. Nothing, nothing could have a beak like that. That's obviously fake. <laughs> that's obviously fake. Well, Dr. Wood, we're going to have to have you come and visit us sometime because in a in the town right next to our university town, there is um, a supposed UFO sighting that happened, I think, in the 50s. Yeah, 50s or 60s. Yeah, it's like the one, it's like the B side of Roswell. Um, <laughs> and they have a UFO festival every year. So you're going to have to come out and visit us sometime. <laughs> <laughs> this has been, oh, I'd love that. This has been super illuminating, and I know we could go on and on, but we'll have to wrap it up here. Dr. Wood, we appreciate your research so much and for taking the time to come here and chat with us. Um, There's clearly so much here to be explored, and your research is doing that um, in sophisticated ways. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye.